0: And the next book I'm going to talk about, I'm kind of offended by the fifth book's cover does not match the pretty pastels of all the other covers. Well, that's rude. It is rude. It annoys me.
1: I don't blame you. That would annoy me too.
0: I'm like, who designed this? We do not like them.
1: guys here's what's coming up next week on december 20th we'll be talking about the inheritance games by jennifer lynn barnes then on december 27th we will be doing our 2021 wrap-up and talking about how the year went for us book wise (laughs) and don't forget to check out our patreon we've got stickers bookmarks a mini series and more check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash the We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, Ronnie and the Pirate Queen. May your problems always be fictional. Now on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Book Life
0: Podcast with your host, myself Mo, my best friend Abby. Tonight we're going to have a discussion, totally spoiler-free and very frivolous, where we are going to judge books by their cover. I had a very clever name for this episode. What was this clever name I picked? And to inspire this, I inspired with some really great clever name. Don't judge a book by its cover, but we did. Is that what I chose? I think so, maybe. I think so. Is that what you? So would that's call the it? thing. <laughs> I you whatever you want, but I'm I'm pretty sure in my head I named this. Don't judge a book by its cover, but we did. A nice <laughs> sassy title. Um. So lately, for me, I. I thought this was a new trend for myself, but as I looked through my older covers, my favorite colors tend to be very busy. Even, I didn't mention mercedes liking covers today, I tried not to, but even her covers have a whole bunch of Easter eggs in it. They had like the main character, usually some scenery, and then some like scrolly thing down the side with little tidbits of parts in her book. And I apparently really love covers that get creative like that and add all of that Fine detail. I also prefer cool colored books over warm colored books.
1: And see, compiling this list, I noticed that I want an eye-catching color palette. (laughs) And I love covers that have little details. You only notice when you stare at them. But mostly, the first thing that really gets me is a gorgeous color palette. (laughs) I just want to see something a little different. And you will notice that in the theme of the books that I chose. All right.
0: Well, let's kick this off. I'm just going to roll right into it. So I recently just finished this book. I've been raving about it to everyone because I thought it was delightful. And I can't believe it took me this long to read it. I am talking about A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. I am sure all of you guys have read this. And I am just late on the train. And that's perfectly fine. So I completely bought this book for the cover. It had that awful, of course, now an original series sticker on it, which I was like, whatever about that. But what caught my eye were the alchemy diagrams on the cover. And I was like, what's this? This is really cool. And then you see the London skyline in the background. I was like, all right. All right. I'm, I'm down with this. And I am so happy I read it. It could creep into my top 10 favorite novels. I don't know. The series is so good. I absolutely adore it. Um, If you don't know about the series, it is a fantasy series with like history and genetics. And it wells modern science with old wives tales and follows demons and witches and vampires. I'm not usually a sucker for a romance, but I adore the main couple. And I adore the relationship. So,
1: wow, that's high praise from you. That
0: is high praise for me. It is a five out of five, five star book right there.
1: So, Abby, what is your first book for tonight? The first one on my list is one that I have also talked about quite a lot. I feel like it's called Ray Bear by Jordan of Hueco. And oh my gosh, talk about eye catching covers. The colors of this, it literally looks like a kaleidoscope. It looks like this kaleidoscope made from the sun. There's all these different colors just, they pop out at you like, they're gosh, they catch your eyes so easily. But the longer you look at it, you'll notice, oh, hey, there's like different patterns in each of these sun rays of the kaleidoscope. And it's so pretty. And then you have the main character, Tari her face is in the center of this, like, black as night, starry sky in the center of this kaleidoscope. Oh, oh, this one just gets me. I need to buy this one just to have it on my bookshelf because I've read it already. But, oh, it's so pretty.
0: Well. And, like, even zooming in on it, I love that her hair is the night sky and that the sunlight is radiating from behind her. That's gorgeous. I love mm-hmm. that.
1: And this one is set in a world with magic. There's gin. Um, it's African-inspired. But it also, it's very representative of, like, all races, really. She really brought a lot in. The, the world building is fantastic. I love the magic system. The romance, mm, A plus romance. This is a five-star book for me, and the cover just makes it like that much better.
0: Sounds like we need to swap books. You read Discovery Witches, I'll read Ray Bearer, okay? I like that plan. All right. Um, Rolling into my number two. So this is a newer young adult series. I think this first one came out, let's see, 2020. It's The Inheritance Games um, by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Okay, so... Most novels I pick are fantasy. Not ashamed. It's my favorite thing. And this one I thought was going to be fantasy. I was like, oh, this sounds great. I don't know anything about this. I don't know why I thought this was fantasy because it completely, not at all. It is a fast-paced thriller mystery and essentially the main character inherits literally millions of dollars and has to live inside a mansion with the family that she basically inherited the money away from and there's lots of killing and plots of mayhem and four handsome brothers that one has to pick to fall in love with one apparently because that's how these kind of things go but i love this cover it is just so okay the cover has so many easter eggs in it like the ballerinas mentioned in the story. I'm trying to see what else. There's a key, a very ornate key. There's a necklace in there. Those are all mentioned. There is a, I think that's a queen, um, a a queen piece from chess. Like, there's all these little pieces all in her. Like, it's a very busy cover. It's green and gold. Uh, the next book's cover mm, is that the final gambit. That's the that's the one that's coming out next year. What's the new one called? The second one is the
1: Hawthorne Legacy. It's purple.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that cover too. That's a great cover. The final gambit's red, which meh, red, but I love it because like, once you read the book, you have to go back and look at the cover. And you're like, huh, oh, I know what all these things mean. So I like Easter eggs in my cover. So that's also a pattern and theme I have discovered about myself.
1: I mean, it is really fun staring at this cover. Like the fact that it's this gorgeous green with big gold lettering, is eye-catching to begin with. And then the longer you stare at it, the more you're like, oh, there's actually like stuff back there. Mm -hmm. It's not just random. And then you read the book and you're like, oh, this, oh, it makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So the next one on my list, (sighs) guys, we talk about this series so much (laughs) and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry.
0: I'm like, which series is it? Oh. Oh, yep, yep. Another
1: green (laughs) cover with gold on it. Oh, so Waistcoats and Weaponry is the third book in the Finishing School series by Gail Carriger, And I love all four covers in this series. They're all gorgeous. But I think this one specifically, I love the most because you've got main character Sophronia in one of my favorite outfits of hers, like Dead center on the cover. She's holding her signature weapon, which is also my favorite weapon of hers, which is the bladed fan. (laughs) Mm. And the background color is this just gorgeous teal, like teal green. Mm, It's so pretty. But then you stare at it a little bit longer. It's not just a random pattern in the back, it's actually got a steam train in the background because the background looks like it's just wallpaper. But if you look closer, it's actually got a steam engine in there. And the steam engine plays a big part in the book.
0: Not going to lie. Not a fan of wallpaper, but I, I think I would decorate a room in this wallpaper and be okay with it. I need a parlor that I can have. And this green velvet wallpaper with the
1: locomotive. I love it. Yes. I, I love the... Yes, we need a parlor I love this.
0: the accents around the... I want to call it a Florida leap. I don't think it is, but there's train tracks. There's train tracks around the locomotive, around the edges. You see them?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Just these covers are so pretty. And I'm not a fan of wallpaper either, but 100% would have this wallpaper.
0: And her fan is terrifying with those sharp, pointy bits. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but it looks so pretty and deadly. Oh, I know it looks so pretty, (laughs) but you think it's lace. And then you zoom and you're like, oh, no, those are knives. She's going to cut you.
1: Oh, gorgeous and functional. That's my girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, moving right along. So we've talked about... Well, we did a buddy read on this book. This is Uprooted by Naomi Novik. I adore this cover. And I there's, once again, it's busy. Once again, there's Easter eggs all over it. And the other thing I really like is the script. So the... Older books used to have really ornate capital le- letters when you like started on a page and usually had like animals mm-hmm. or not work. And they were just like this really letter ladder- beautiful mm-hmm. piece. And that's how the U is and Uproot. is like, it has basically vines from the tree and the vines kind of wind around the U and go up the cover. And I just love that detail to it. Oh, I know. Also, I love that script. And... I mean, come on. They got a book on the cover of a book. Mm. Always a win for sure.
1: And I love the castle turrets on the side. Everything about this book is gorgeous. Same for uh, Spinning Silver, mm-hmm. which is in the same world. Like I love that they kept the theme and it like it has all these like Easter eggs on it. And it's just like so pretty. And everything goes with the theme. That one almost made my list, but I was torn. I almost,
0: I was like, ooh, spinning silver, uprooted. Spinning silver, uprooted. This one won. I just liked this cover better. So, and the story better, but
1: yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next one on my list is Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. And I am talking specifically about the UK version of the cover, not the US version of the cover. The US version of the cover is gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, but it has a completely different color palette. It's all white and black and red and very like bold and in your face. The UK cover is this gorgeous, calming pastel palette of blue and yellow and peach and lavender. Oh, and it's just so pretty to stare at. I loved it so much. I got the UK version as well just to have it because oh my gosh it's so pretty.
0: Well, and I think part of it too is that the um the cover reminds me I kind of I can't remember the art style, but it re- reminds me of Asian art, you know what I mean? Like yes. watercolor art, like there could be it's not calligraphy. It's not kanji cuz it's Japanese, but like Chinese characters could be on the side that has that tells the story is that quite mm-hmm. well, I mean it's I feel like I personally feel like it's very Asian I mean it's an Asian
1: inspired book Asian inspired art is beautiful mm-hmm. I feel like this cover goes along better with the book itself like the U.S. cover is definitely geared toward Americans as everything yes <laughs> it's just it's very bold and in your face and It's still pretty, but this one just like it goes so well with the story. And rather than being focused on the main character's face, like the US cover is, this one you get the cranes up around the top. You actually see the back of the main character with her long black hair, which is like it's a focal point in all these pastels. You have this gorgeous long black hair flowing down the back of her pastel robes, and just like. You see the building and the mountains in the distance, and it's just, it fits so much better for this story because it is, it has that feel of an Asian-inspired art. But they need a dragon in it. So guys, if you're interested in hearing me try to convince Mo that she should read Six Crimson Cranes, uh, check out our Patreon. We have a mini episode where I do exactly that, and I give you some of my thoughts on this book. So, all right, Mo,
0: what's your next one? This is the book we've talked about. We even talked about the sequel. This is a book that I probably would have just bought it for the cover if I didn't know what it was. Pretty sure you'd recommended it. It is The Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. Holy smokes is this cover, for one, not a cool, not a cool color cover. It is very stark. It's very black and gray, stone marble. Evokes feelings of a very traditional fantasy novel cover. Evokes feelings of a traditional, like Roman mural carved in a marble. But on the cover, they're not at all Anglo weapons. Like you can tell, these weapons are African inspired, and the whole novel is, I think, West African lore inspired as well. Like it is a blend. Is is a blending of Two different worlds, essentially, and the author does such a good job making basically what I would call a written version of the movie Three Hundred put into an African setting.
1: That's a good summation of it,
0: and that's exactly as I see the cover as well. The same kind of melding is mm-hmm. so powerful. It is. I mean, it. I mean, it's a bloody war novel. That the cover says. I am a bloody war novel, but I got dragons.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's it's a military fantasy war novel. It is fantastic. Also, five out of five. All the books so far have been five out of
1: five. Oh, yes. Well, and I love that it gives off the classic sword fantasy feeling. But at the same time, like, if you actually look at the picture, it's definitely not what it's selling you. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I agree. This is such a pretty cover. I actually own this one. I loved it so much that I bought it. I need to buy the second one too.
0: Yeah, I bought the audio book of it. I rented this one from the library, but now it's so popular that everyone, of course, is reading it. So I need to buy my own copy. Probably probably buy the audio copy for it. I love them as audio books.
1: See, and I read the physical books from my library, but I love them so much. I just bought the first one, need to buy the second one. You know, It happens. (laughs) All right. So my next one is Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. And again, Eye Catching Colors is the name of the game for this. It's this orange and yellow cover. And there's a tower with a blue dragon wrapped around it, obviously screeching down at the town below him. But when you look closer, you notice that the orange and yellow is actually fire covering the sky. Oh,
0: yes, it is.
1: I know. That was not something that I noticed upon first viewing. But the longer you look at it, you're just like, oh, hey, those are flames. (laughs) This is a hefty book. It is like 850 pages or something ridiculous. It basically could have been two books, but worked really well as one. It's a pretty classic sword and sorcery fantasy, but it's not a rehashing of what you've seen before. It's got the Asian side of the world. It's got the Western side of the world. There's clashing between the two. You've got dragons and different theologies around how the different people see dragons. Some of them think they're basically gods. Others are like, they're evil. So it's just, it's really fun. It's a very deep book, as you would expect from an 800 plus page book, but this cover just, mm, it makes me happy every time I see it. It's like, yes, that's a good cover. And this is definitely was a five-star book for me, despite the length of it, because I was kind of intimidated by the length. Despite the length of it, I was not bored once. There's phenomenal world building on both sides of the giant ocean. It was just a wonderful book
0: really want to read it right now i don't have time to pick up another book i don't have time to read an 800 page novel but like looking at is a dragon wrapped around a tire spear raging fire i love it i love it it says i am epic fantasy come and read me
1: (laughs) it's definitely epic fantasy i think you would enjoy it yeah it's a long book (laughs) It took me a couple months to get through, but I also wasn't like just reading this one. So, cause I'm not a monog- monogamous book reader.
0: Uh, yeah, me neither. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I believe I should bounce around 10 1, hundred books at one time. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. So the last covers I'm going to talk about are probably some of my most favorite covers ever to come out in a book series. Um, this is my last one for this half of the episode, and it's the Renegade Trilogy by Marissa Meyer. I know, guys. Once again, we're talking about Marissa Meyer. We are huge fan girls of her, but I adore these covers. I would love to have these covers blown up as posters and in frames on walls. They are very classic comic book movie mm, more comic book than movie but they feel both so like renegades has the dichotomy of the two main characters abby i can't remember their names tonight because i am tired they are
1: uh nova and the boy the boy
0: boy. what's the the boy's (laughs) name
1: hold on crap
0: nightmare and
1: sketch i want to call him ben but i know that's wrong sketch
0: his name is his his superhero name is sketch
1: sketch okay we'll call them nova adrian
0: adrian adrian good
1: job good job thank you so (laughs) it's no
0: it's nova and adrian but they're in their personas as nightmare and um not even sketch he is not the centurion or whatever his body armor
1: sentinel
0: the sentinel yeah like super cool It has a cityscape behind it. It It's dark. It's powerful. It's all kind of lithiograph. And then we move into Arch Enemies, book number two. And you have Nightmare and sentinel facing one another with a ruin, like, church between them. And you have below, essentially, um, the villain crew kind of in the mist in um phobia's mist is oh, it's so creepy the sky is red but the mist below is blue which like just great color and then you have supernova which only f- well actually it features into Cent- so centiles in the background and he has like lightning coming from his little goggles and there's lightning coming out of supernova's hand so they're still connected well nova's hand but um as nightmare man And it's a ruined cityscape again. It's that red and that blue um, scheme.
1: Okay, so I adore these covers as well. Um, I might have actually put them on my list, but you had already done them on your list. (laughs) These, okay, literally, if they ever made a movie trilogy out of these books, I would expect them to either use these exact covers as the movie posters or to recreate them exactly with the people who were cast. Yes. Yes. Because these are just perfection. They're gorgeous. I would hang them up on my wall as well. I also love the dichotomy. You see a lot in Mm -hmm. books that have romances, red versus blue. And then a lot of like TV shows and stuff. I didn't think about that. And a lot of like shipping and stuff happens with red and blue characters. So I really like that literally these covers are red and blue with like black outlining kind of thing. Hmm. Well, I quite enjoy it.
0: And as you say that, looking at renegades, like they're, they're dark blue, but red highlighted. We get an arch enemies and they're both covered in blue, covered in blue and, and red. And then we get supernova, Nova's red and Adrian's blue. So like their colors started together Then they went the one color and then they got separated. I'm like, ooh. Uh, Of course we've read the series, so now I'm thinking about how the colors and the covers correlate with um, the other parts of the book. So I think you just have to read the novels. Um, But look up these freaking covers. (laughs) They're awesome. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. My last one before the break is also a trilogy. This is the Devabad Trilogy by S.A. Chakraborty. (sighs) And I really, I tried so hard to just pick one of these and I couldn't do it. They are just gorgeous. I, I own Kingdom of Copper, which is the second one. And I honestly, every time my eye catches it, I have to pause and just look at it for a minute because they're so pretty. So you have City of Brass. You have a black sky with some stars up at the top. At the bottom, you have gold sand and um, a black silhouette standing there. From the black silhouette is coming this pillar of fire up into the sky. And oh, I don't know what they call this design. Do you know what they call that design that's on there? Oh, a
0: lotus, maybe a lotus of life, cr- mm, crate of life. Mm, crap. So the design that Abby's trying to describe is very popular with henna designs. It's popular in the Middle East. It's popular Mm -hmm. in India. Can't tell you the name. Lotus is the only thing that's coming to my mind right now.
1: Okay, Um, but yeah, it's a design like you would see with henna and in the Middle East and that sort of thing. But yeah, so then you have that right behind the title, like in the fire and in the black sky, and it's just. It's gorgeous to look at, and it's so poignant of literally what happens right at the beginning. Then you move on to Kingdom of Copper, and you have a completely different color scheme. (laughs) You have all these gorgeous blues and purples, and instead of gold, you have this like copper color, Kingdom of Copper. You still have the black night sky that you can sort of see. But the main part of the cover is taken up by the city in copper and purpley tones with this giant waterfall coming out of it, coming up against the sand, the coppery sand at the very bottom of this. It's so pretty. I just stare at it all the time. (laughs) And then you move on to the Empire of Gold, which is the third one. And you get, again, a completely different color palette than the first two. (laughs) You have all of this lush, deep green. And in the center is just gold. Just this gorgeous gold color. And you can see the spires of a city within it. And it looks like you're looking through the bushes of a very lush forest in on a city made of gold. I love that. So, is this
0: series inspired by the Middle East?
1: Um, this trilogy is yes, set in the Middle East. It has to do with Jin, and it's a lot of politics. Oh, I love politics. There's a lot of politics. There's <laughs> there's some battling. There's magic. The main character has healing magic. That she has to learn how to use. It's a very involved trilogy. There is a love triangle, and I was fine with it. Like, the love triangle came to a close, and I went, I'm happy with this. It, it wasn't a love triangle that upset me at any point. Like, the fact that it was a love triangle didn't upset me at any point. Well, that's weird
0: for you, honestly.
1: <laughs> I know. I think one of my main problems with love triangles is that most of the time you can tell which one of the people the main character is going to end up with because the author kind of pushes you towards that one. But in this case, I was like, I'm rooting for both of them equally, like literally Mm -hmm. at the end was like, oh, okay. I mean, I can get behind that, too. (laughs) So, yeah, gin and politics. Those are the two main themes of these books.
0: <laughs> Not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, it's a very fun trilogy. So I definitely recommend it.
0: I'm okay with that. I like, like politics. I haven't read a lot about Jen, so that sounds excellent to me. All right, everyone. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And we're going to talk about some about 10 more books, honestly. So hope you're ready for the ride.
1: Talk to you in a minute, guys. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm Barbara. And I'm Lauren. We are the hosts of Badass Literature Society, a book review podcast where we take book recommendations from listeners like you, read them, and then discuss them on our show. Join us once a month as we dive into the books you picked and talk about them.
0: And don't miss our bonus episodes covering all sorts of random bookish topics that come out in between reviews.
1: Don't worry, if you want to read one of the books, the first part of each episode is designated spoiler-free, so you can listen and see if you'd like to read it, and then come back and listen to the rest later.
0: You can find Badass Literature Society on Apple Podcasts,
1: iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and anywhere else you like to listen. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, guys. We are going to talk about some more book covers. So, Mo, tell me about your next one.
0: So, my next one, this is a series I got into in high school. I like Catherine Sorrell's really into. Sharon Sheen was another one and Michelle Sagras. I got really into those three authors in high school, and they all featured great, awesome female heroines, right? This one is called The Charmed Spear, and it's the first book in the Lost Continent series by Catherine O'Souro. And the big thing about it, when I picked it up, the main thing that drew me to it was just the classic fantasy like cover. It is one of those that you can tell someone spent a lot of time Thinking about the book, bringing it to life is a kind of a painted cover. So it's not a digital cover at all. It's like old school. I'm going to hand paint this. We're going to transpose it into a cover. And the first four books are all in the style. The the fifth book is not in the style. And I'm like, how dare you change to a different style. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But um, there's no real Easter eggs on this. It just shows the main two characters. Of course, the female heroine and her love that she falls in love with. Shows a bit of her, their magic. Their magic all evolves around shape. So the more sides of a shape you can use, the stronger your magic, essentially. And this wizard, this sorceress, can use a sphere, almost a perfect circle. So big deal.
1: And I had not heard of this series at all. It's good, quite
0: delightful. I have read. The first three, I'm pretty sure I have read The Fire Opal, which is number four. There's a new one called The Nightbird. I have not read that one. I definitely read Dawnstar. Nope, I read Fire Opal. Did not read The Nightbird. Pretty sure I own The Nightbird, though. But yeah, they're good. Very classic romance. Very chiclet romance. Romance, well, very classic fantasy. Very chiclet fantasy romance.
1: I can always get behind one of those, though. I know you can. So, my next one is Burn Bright by Patricia Briggs. And this is part of the Alpha and Omega series. I know. I I tried so hard not to add Patricia Briggs to this list because we talk about her a lot too. But I love the covers so much for the Mercy Thompson series and the Alpha and Omega series. They're so gorgeous. But this one specifically, I love everything about this one. You've got Anna Right there, front and center, you've got this raging wolf behind her. And they're both, like, tied up with these thorny vines that have these, and this is all in, like, dark tones. Everything is so dark. And then you have these little pops of yellow flowers on the vines. And this whole thing just gives me these, like, delicious, dark fairy tale vibes. And like the Mercy covers, she always looks so badass. Versus the Alpha and Omega covers, you usually have Anna and Charles like back to back or like standing next to each other or something. But this one is just a little different from all of those. And it's just, mm, I love the vibes I get Mm. from this one. It's so dark and it's so pretty.
0: (laughs) What number is this in the series? This one? no it's not Uh, one no not even close Four?
1: i don't think it's five it is number five it is
0: is this the new one This shoot did this one just come out no
1: burn bright is number five and there are six out wild sign is the newest one that came out
0: i should have known that wow i can't believe there's six now alpha alpha mega i do love these books you are so right about the cover Mm, i love getting to see charles Wolfe though
1: I do too. But like I love that all of the Alpha and Omega covers feature both Anna and Charles. Mm-hmm. Um there's only one that actually has Charles in his human self. All the others are in his wolf. <laughs> but I think the the cover for Burn Bright just it's so freaking pretty. And it's just like a little different from all the others. But it's also very it also really hints at the what happens in the book, and I can't say anything because if you haven't read it, it's, it's spoilers. You,
0: you, you've got you've got to hold it in. Don't say anything.
1: I know, but it, oh, seriously, this one just gives me like these delicious dark fairy tale vibes, and I'm not usually like a dark fairy tale person, but this cover, mmm, mmm, yeah. <laughs>
0: Ooh. So fun fact, I, I went back just a good race to see if I had read The Nightbird as the other book I just talked about. Apparently I did not like it. I gave it a low rating. It only got two stars. Oh no. Or all the rest for all the rest got at
1: least four stars. Oh no.
0: Apparently the cover not only offended me, but the rest of the story did as well.
1: <laughs> well, guess the okay. cover is indicative of the story.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I was harsh on that one, man. Uh, but Burn Bright for me was a five out of five. Oh yeah, Burn Bright is a five star book. Hmm. It takes it takes a lot for me for me not to give Patricia Briggs a five star. Yeah, Patricia
1: Briggs is almost always just automatically a five star because I love her books so much. You know, like like I can mm-hmm.
0: I know you didn't love the horse book in Alpha Omega. But I thought it wasn't that bad.
1: Hmm. I might have still given that one four and a half stars okay it's like I really like the um the plot I liked some of the characters that you get to meet I liked some of the fae that get brought in there's just a lot of horse in that book <laughs>
0: Hmm. I trust me I remember I remember our discussions Mo, there's a lot of horse in this book. What? What are you talking about? You have to listen to this book, Mo. It's a lot of horse. Mm-hmm. I remember. But we'll move along. So, the next book on my cover or my cover list, on my, yeah, my cover list actually, is The Left Handed Booksellers of London by Garth Nix, who is the author of Savreel. So, I can't say I absolutely adored this novel because I felt like it went real strong and then kind of had some. And kind of petered out and we talked about an episode but the cover is what instantly okay for one i do enjoy garth nix as an author um he wonderful person as well so would recommend just buy his books anyway but the cover is really cool so once again we have a cool book cover lots of blues you can see a lot of shapes and kind of little easter eggs of what's coming in the tale. kind of like a, some ghastly characters around the edges and then in the center Once again, you see Big Ben. Hello, set in London. You see a very classic British car, and it's just this vibrant orange. I mean, the the cover is fantastically designed; like it captures you. Plus, I enjoy the tagline, "Authorized to Kill," and sell books. You know. Like if we, if this book had just spent time with literally the left-handed booksellers and talked about selling books and killing instead of the actual plot, I would have liked this book more probably.
1: Same. Because I, I agree. It's a really pretty cover. Yeah.
0: That, not high rated, but it was a great cover. It was a good.
1: Well, you know, not every cover lives up to the book.
0: True.
1: Or not every book lives up to its color. cover. That's what I meant. All right. The next one on my list is The Merciful Crow by Margaret Owens. I'm not going to lie. I saw the cover of this book and it made me want to read it. Mm. (laughs) Like I didn't know anything about it, but I went to Goodreads and I'm like, "Ooh, I want to read it because it's got a pretty cover. (laughs) So the first thing that catches my eye when I look at this cover is the figure in the foreground standing with her back to you. Arms are open wide, got some sort of cloak on, and you can see, like, black hair blowing in the wind out of the cowl of the cloak. I love that you can't see a face. I think that's cool. And this figure is staring at this castle, and both of these are in different shades of blue. And around the castle, you see these bright red flames just coming up around it, obviously consuming it. And then in up in the sky, you have all of these birds flying and you can't really tell what kind of bird they are, but I mean, from the title, you would assume they're crows. It was so eye-catching to me and I had to stare at it for a minute. In this book, I believe it's a YA, the basic setup is that every level of society has a different bird that is associated with it. And each of those comes with a different type of magic. And so there's like swans and falcons and things like that. The one group that doesn't have magic is the crows. And they are like the lowest of the low caste kind of thing. The one thing they got is the fact that the plague does not affect them because there's a plague. So they're the ones who get called to dispose of bodies to put people who have the plague out of their misery and basically make sure that the rest of the town doesn't catch the plague. And so the whole thing starts out with um, the main character and her father, quote-unquote father, going in to the royal palace to finish off the prince and his bodyguard who caught the plague. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So... There's some politicking, it's a YA, so there's a romance, of course, but I found it a really enjoyable read. I think I gave it like four and a half stars, Um, but I definitely want to read the second one because it's the first of a duology. I think the second one is called The Faithless Hawk, and um, oh yeah, each group, each cast basically is also known for like a certain trait, so like the swans are known for their beauty, and the hawks are known for their loyalty and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the faithless hawk kind of makes me go, really?
0: Love it. Um, This is definitely on my to read for next year. Oh my God, that my, my next year list is getting out of control, guys. I hope you're excited to hear our episode of what we think that we're actually going to read. Plus the books that we finally got through as well. It's going to be basically a two-part episode of this is what we got through in this year, and this is what we're going to do next year. Hope you guys are excited for that.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. I am. Mm, I know. All right. What's next?
0: All right. So this is a series that me and you read in high school that I highly enjoyed. This is the uh, the King Maker and King Breaker series by Karen Miller. So it's a duology. It's the Awakened Mage. is the first one. Or the Innocent Mage is the first one. And Awakened Mage is the second book in the trilogy. Or trilogy duology and i love it because innocent mage has a green mage on one cover and awakened mage has half of a red mage and together you put the spines together they make a whole mage essentially Mm -hmm. Ooh, i love clever designs like that like otherwise it's a boring cover because it's just literally a person on a cover but because it's two halves of one whole i'm all about that Also, it's one of those eye-catching, simplistic things that made me want to buy the books. I remember seeing and going, yep, I want these. Yep. And I bought them and read them and and highly enjoyed them.
1: Yeah. These covers are, it's the lack of extra stuff that catches your eye. Because it's literally just like half a mage in this eye-catching color. So I just gave away this duology. I know you did.
0: I saw that. Yeah. I actually might have as well, honestly. I don't, I don't anticipate ever rereading them. They were good. Mm-hmm. I got other things I need to read, though.
1: Yeah, and I also got the second duology that follows, like, his daughter or something. And I remember reading those as well and liking them. So I liked, I liked this duology, but it's not something I'd ever reread. And that was one of those, like, it's been, like, 15 years since I read this. And I know I will never reread it, so...
0: Yeah, and it's not like, oh, this would be a great entry-level fantasy novel for the kids to read. Maybe in high school, but that requires you to keep it for another 10 years.
1: Yeah, so it didn't feel like it was worth it.
0: I understand it. I love the covers. It's just one of those covers I've always enjoyed seeing.
1: Oh, for sure. Okay, so I have not read this one, but it was so pretty, I couldn't resist putting it on this list.
0: Marie Lu is a good author, so I'm sure that's going to be a great book.
1: It's called Sky Hunter. It's by Marie Lou. And it is just, it has this gorgeous stylized palette of blues and pinks and purples with like just a little bit of black in it. At the bottom, you've got this bird in flight, kind of looks like the shadow of a bird on the ground. And there's a silhouette of a female um, walking away from it it looks like but then the rest of this is just it looks like clouds and like blue and purple and pink sunlight coming through the clouds And it's just gosh it's so pretty and I just I keep staring at it like it is kind of simple looking but at the same time it's so pretty <laughs>
0: there's a it, I feel like there's got to be some I mean we see symbolism there's a person on it there is a bird flying it's called sky hunter okay what's it about or right i mean
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i'm very interested to read this and actually when i got my copy i turned it so that i was looking at not the spine but the pages and it actually has sky hunter printed on the pages when the book is closed nice i know yeah so i am interested in reading this I plan to read at least one Marie Lu book this coming year. Spoilers for that episode that's coming up. <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking that Skyhunter's probably going to be that book. So there's that.
0: Man. Yeah, I mean, I loved Warcross by her. It was fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, rolling into this, my next one is a book that Abby just absolutely loved, <laughs> uh, Children of Blood and Bone by Homi Ateyami. But I adore this cover. This cover is striking. This cover is vibrant. So you have the main character. She's part of the Magi clans, essentially. And what's significant about her, she has very dark skin, but white hair. So you have her eyes and her face, her red headband, and a jewel. And then you have just her white hair streaming out across the rest of the cover it is one of those where you're just like i have to pick this up i have to know what this is about and i have to read it
1: yeah as much as i disliked this book the cover is gorgeous
0: (laughs) cover is so well done i did like this book i'm pretty sure i gave this book a four i gave the sequel i think a four as well i did not like the sequel which was children of virtue and vengeance but i will definitely be reading the last book so i need to know how it all ends.
1: Yeah, I didn't read the second book, um, but we did do an episode on this, on the first one. Yeah, I think I gave it three stars, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. It was a while ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. So the next one that I have, not going to lie, I read it because I saw it on Instagram and it was so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) This is Spin the Dawn by Elizabeth Lim, and Elizabeth Lim is an author I found because of Instagram. And I'm very happy that I did, let me tell you. So this is an Asian-inspired series of uh, duology. And the main character is a tailor, except women aren't supposed to be tailors. So she has to pretend to be a boy. And she basically goes to a competition at the palace to try and win it and gain notoriety and become the main tailor at the court, because that's what the big grand prize is. And gosh, that is just the beginning. This, this duology is so much more than just that. And that is what was pitched to me, but it's way more than that because it there's magic. There is this epic quest to find these godlike items to create these specific sets of clothing for the princess. And it's just, it's a wild ride. But I love this cover because you have the main character and she's got her thread and her needle and this gorgeous cloth that has like the sun and moon and stars on it in gold and black. And the majority of the cover itself is blue. And then you have the hawk who was another big part of this book right behind her. And it's just, it's a very striking pose that she's in. It's very dynamic. It feels like she's about to start moving again. Like she's in the middle of what she's doing kind of thing. And I just really like looking at it.
0: I like the detail of it. I like if you look at her hand, she has her sewing I'd like her sewing guard for her fingers but it also looks like that could be used as a guard to draw your bow Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah and her outfit and the way that her skirt like blends into the backgrounds flaring around her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you just get like the thing of fabric that she's obviously sewing on is like wrapping around behind her and just It's such a dynamic, detailed cover. It's so pretty. It
0: is. It is so pretty. All right. well, I'm going to wrap it up with my last one. So, this is a series we talked about. This is the the Psy series by Neil uh, Schusterman. Once again, these covers are covers I would love printed and have displayed, just like the Renegade Trilogy. They are that vibrant, lithograph, comic cover feel. Like the first one, you just have a scythe dressed in red with their scythe, essentially. And it doesn't have any faces of, doesn't have any features of their face, just an outline. But you can see all the textures of their cloaks. And then you move into Thunderhead, which is the second book. And that's all greens and black. And there's two sides back-to-back on it, one in black, one in green. And then you move into the Toll, and you have three characters prominent on that cover instead Um, Once again, only the cloth gets the major details and their weapons and not their faces. And I just love that simplicity and that strikiness that they bring to it.
1: Mm -hmm. This is another case of if they made a movie version of this trilogy, I would expect to see just these covers as the posters for the movies or... Like them mm-hmm. literally taking people and recreating these as real life images because they are so striking and so pretty to look at.
0: Such well done. And we know co- covers are just marketing. We know if you put out a really good cover, you're probably going to pick up that book, read the back of it, and probably take it home with you. All right, Abby, wrap us up. What's the last book on your list?
1: The last book on my list. Is called The House with Chicken Legs by Sophie Anderson. And what a strange name. (laughs) It's a Baba Yaga story. It's a middle grade. And I genuinely picked this up specifically because of this cover. (sighs) Because I, I like the Baba Yaga stories, anyways, but this cover is just whimsical and pretty. It's purple, but you've got the chicken leg house you've got the forest all around you've got the fence with the skulls on top because Baba Yaga has a fence made of bones you've got the main character standing in a red dress there on the front and it's just it gives me all these like whimsical vibes but a little dark you know Hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just and all three of these books because there's three of them that uh, focus on different stories I assume all have this kind of feel they feel very whimsical and they're so pretty to look at I really like it there's an alternate cover for this one that I don't like as much but this one yeah I like this cover a lot I like the way it's designed yeah, this one is just it gives me the feeling of this is going to be a slightly dark fairy tale but it's a middle grade so it's okay <laughs> dark just slightly dark you know we thought
0: about that about marissa meyer's new book gilded and boy does she take it on a dark and twisty path oh
1: oh boy gilded
0: oh i know
1: we'll do an episode on that eventually
0: (laughs) also a beautiful cover i did not mention it's an honorable mention
1: Mm, i thought about that one too but i'm like "Eh, i read it too recently (laughs)
0: know what you mean all right guys well that is our episode tonight let us know what some of your favorite covers are have you ever bought a book solely based on the cover let
1: us know we'll love to hear about it all right we'll talk to you next week guys if you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love drop us a rating or review on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media everything helps you can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our miniseries, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B E N O I T that's C A Benoit and on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening till next time.